Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Good morning, everybody. I am always excited to do the last show of the year, and then I'm excited to do the first show of the year. I'm just excited all the time. Um, but I want to tell you, I I feel like I've known Ray all my life, and I've never actually met the man. Uh, Ray McDaniel was mentioned just in passing on a previous podcast and I'm going to have to ask Ray to tell me who the guy was, because I'm sorry, I've forgotten. I've drawn a blank. Oh, but, Josh Radwin? Yeah. Yes, Excuse yes. Josh and yeah. I had a wonderful conversation right here on the same channel. And he just, in passing, mentioned Ray McDaniel, the artist. And I didn't think too much of it, because sometimes I'm so busy that I just don't have time to do extracurricular research. I mean, I'm in the process of writing my first novel, my fourth book, and I wrote three books last year and helped two other authors publish their books, all because I started listening to the angels. But um, Josh was pointed to me, I think through a PR agent, and we had a delightful conversation. He just mentioned Ray's name, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I go on with, about my business. Then all of a sudden, one day, I was like, oh, Ray McDaniel. Ray, who, who's that? And then I started thinking, oh, that's the guy um, that Josh had mentioned. So I looked Ray up online, and I was blown away by his art. Because Ray has a way to make imagination real, vivid, and visual. He breathes life into inanimate objects. If you want to look at what I'm talking about, just go to raymcdaniel.com and see some of his amazing art. Um, now, as a professional artist, you've worked with clay and wood, metal, you, pretty much everything, I guess, right? I have. I've covered the spectrum, literally, which is, Do you um, have a yeah. Do you have a favorite medium? Um, that's a, it's a great question. I, it just depends on what I'm doing in the moment. Probably that, that's oh, my favorite see. medium of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get that. I, I totally get that because I don't remember if I told you the story um, on the phone, but I'm going to share it again for our listeners. Um, I've never considered myself an artist. I'm an editor, I'm a writer, um, and that's pretty much what I've thought. I'm just those two things. Well, now I realize I'm so much more. Um, I'll never forget one time I was at a, an event covering a story, and I had my camera, and this, it was an art event, actually. It was an art, um, art gallery's grand opening. And there was a watercolorist there, and he had a box of cigars on the floor. 
that he was giving uh-huh. away. <laughs> and cool. it was just it was just so cool because it, it had uh, these golden yellow ribbons just draped across the top of the box and a couple of um, cigar cutters. Well, I was fascinated by that, and I started taking pictures of the cigar box. And I was uh-huh. doing all kinds of angles and squatting and re- raising my arms and just I was doing every perspective I could find. And so the guy comes up to me and he says, how long have you been an artist? And I said, oh, I'm not an artist. I'm, I'm, I'm just an editor. <laughs> and he said, oh, but you are. He said, only an artist would take this kind of time to photograph a cigar box. I'm like, oh, it's so much more than a cigar box. He said, see, you're an artist. And so whether it's photography or pencil drawing or watercolors or digital art or whatever I'm creating, what I'm working on is my favorite. So I get that. That's cool. That's great, Mary. I, I'm smiling so much as you talk. I'm wondering that I, that I can talk. Because uh, that, in that recognition that we are all absolute artists across the board. We're scientists or we're, we're everything. And, yes. and the, the, yeah, that recognition showing up. And I know, I mean, your, your podcast is about angels and that connection. It's about whatever I want it to be about. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of a direction there that, um, yeah, the interface that we all have with ourselves and then w- with ourselves at all these other levels of being. And so the the art thing, it's such, it's such a curious thing how people represent that in their minds and think of that as something exclusive only to certain people who have, quote, the word talent. I, that word talent is just... I, I feel like it's a wonderful thing, but it's a ridiculous interpretation where people go, oh, you're so talented. And, and that relates to art instead of being like a mother <laughs> or someone who oh, can drive well without crashing mo- into mother. things. Sorry, what? I think, it, I think more in line of instead of talents, I think of them as gifts because everybody's got different gifts. Everybody's been gifted and how we use those gifts makes a difference in how um, how we're perceived. I mean, I can't. I, 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 I want to talk about you, but I keep going back to this me, me, me thing. And I think there's a reason for it. I think people need to know Absolutely, this. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. When, when I wrote my first book, it was a collection of stories about angels. Um, angelic uh. encounters. My my sons and I have had quite a few near death experiences. Um, yeah, well. and it, it boggles my mind how many close calls I've had and how many times we've been uh. in and out of the emergency room with my two teenagers. And every time, almost every time, the doctors or sometimes law enforcement would be involved if there was a car accident. But the authorities, I'll say, would say, oh, there was an angel present here. My, my son was almost three years old, and he had to have a hernia operation. And the doctor came out and told me that there were 
Three crows flew into up to the window and sat there and watched the surgery. And <laughs> That's as soon awesome. as my son that. was as soon as my son was stitched up, those three crows flew away. And the doctor yes, said, I believe I love that. He said, I believe those were angels. Uh-huh. And my son's now in his mid forties and he still sees three crows when he's dealing with a tough yeah. decision. But, um, crows are such great friends, huh? They're oh, so yeah, they're beautiful. so smart. They're dear friends. So <laughs> when I was holding that first book, it took me 40 years to get out of my way and to start actually listening when the angels were saying, it's time to finish the book, get it out, get it out. So I was holding the book in my hand, and my my niece called me, and she was talking about it. And she asked me what was next. And I said, oh, I don't know. I'll just go down the alphabetical list. I've got so many books I want to get published before I die. And I heard a voice as clear as day say, I want you to, draw, uh, I want you to write a book about angels for children. And I said, uh, oh, uh, okay. So I told my niece. And great. she said, well, you, you better get to work. I said, oh, it'll be a piece of cake. Two weeks later, I had eight lines of garbage. So I sat down in meditation, and I said, look, you told me to write a book about angels for children. Why are you stopping me from coming up with good words? Clear as I can hear your voice, Ray. I heard, paint the pictures, and the words will come. And I tend to argue with God. Um, I don't mean to be. I, I, I was always a sassy kid in my family. There were eight of us, so I... Somebody had to be. But I said, oh, but I'm not a painter. And the voice said, Michelangelo said the same thing when I told him to paint. (laughs) My gosh, don't compare me to Michelangelo. He said, no comparison. Just stating a fact. Now go paint. So for six weeks, day in, um, every single day, every single day, I had an alarm on my phone so that I would not forget. And of course, I couldn't. But I painted. And my painting would be hmm, innocent, I guess, is the best word for it. It's very simplistic. There's no, I don't see any sophistication to it. My younger son called me on Christmas Day. That marked the sixth week. And I was texting him pictures, and he said, Mom, have you ever thought about using a And I said, no, I haven't. I wouldn't know where to start. So he helped me understand how to get started. And just a few months later, I had my second book in my hands. And so... I mean, I I know there are a lot of people that don't like the idea of using AI to create pictures, but when when you paint like I do, you need AI. (laughs) (laughs) But but that has helped me help two other authors, and I have a third author I uh, just started working with, create their books that they would not be able to. Because I'll tell you, I've, I've talked to a lot of children's book illustrators and almost every one of them has been unable to follow through which is a much nicer 
much nicer way of saying what I would like to say, but I'm not going to be crude. Um, but you know, a lot of a lot of these people want to illustrate, but they they don't know how or uh, they don't know where to get started. So this at least is a starting point. And right, yeah. <clears throat> I, I am I am going to say that I'm um, in awe of artists like you. Because you create art on such a grand scale. You don't just do small pictures, do you? No, mostly they're, they're really large, although I work a lot digitally, but they're intended to be large. Once I started making large things, I, I couldn't go back to tiny little things. But that, and that, that sense of monumentality, like a, when you're presented with something as large as you, you just you relate to it differently. It automatically has a sense of grandeur or something, or just quote larger than life. And I, I, I hear I mean, something I'd like to interject with what you're saying. And I, I, AI is a little disturbing to artists in, in one sense. I don't need to pay much attention to that because you know we work so hard to create things and learn how to do it now everybody can do it but that that everybody doing it is the the thing i want to have the opportunity to touch people with um and that and that and that comment i was making earlier about talent and how people distinguish themselves from someone else by saying they're not capable you know, and we do all have our gifts, and we, we that's brilliant. If we all had the same gifts and everybody could do the same thing, it would be boring. It'll also be, we wouldn't get to express in this real specific, exactly. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but that that comparison that people make that, that kills them. I mean, we all, we all have this experience of living in a body separate from others, and just that one idea alone is so devastating to um, the recognition that we are unified with the whole. Um, with the whole is enough. I mean, I words you could call it universe, God, angels, emissaries, guides, um, masters, whatever, but that we're, we're absolutely integrally connected to all that. And our comparison or self-demeaning things keep us from allowing that to, to just be the joy it is. It doesn't have to express necessarily as, as some capacity, but just to, to be that. So Exactly. I, and, you know, if you, if you watch children, uh, young children, I'd say three and four uh-huh. years old, they, they do whatever they do, whether it's dancing, singing, drawing yeah right and yeah and they just do it they don't go oh mine's better than johnny's or johnny's is better than mine they just love the action of it you know that it's brilliant though i i'll I'll say this one thing i worked in elementary school for a while i was a teacher's aide in the art department and um the very first class i had with these kids who were in kindergarten this little girl um, came up to me and she's five years old and, and not to negate what you said, because being a child and being that is our, I think it's like our ultimate destiny, you know, come all the way back to the fool, come to the, the, the sweet innocent. 
But this five-year-old kid who, you know, just recently had begun to talk, told me she stunk at art. And, and so that, I mean, bringing back to that idea of like, boy, we get the critique of what's good and what's bad and how we absorb that and swallow that. Um, it, it's amazing how much we allow that and are susceptible to that. And, and, and not and to frame this in the negative way, but that recognition of the chance we have of continual, the chance all day, every day to readdress that and go, no, I am, I am this absolute master, just maybe slightly to the side of what I have thought about myself. And if, if I can give myself the recognition of that, I, it opens to this just, you know, again, how do, how do the words describe what, what's possible in that? But it's so wondrous who we are. And come all the way back to being a child. I don't know if that was a straight line what I just spoke, but that um, desire to, to share with people our, our our real mastery that comes out of such simplicity. Of well, I, I think that's love. why I think that's why children get so much joy when their parents put their stick drawings or their scribble art on the refrigerator. Look right. what I, I, I love the refrigerator. It's the, it's the it's the gallery of the of the household. You know, it goes up on the refrigerator. This, I just like that's fun. It, it's refrigerator worthy. Yes, I yeah yeah. Um, I I know I, I harp on this thought, I and mean, I I believe that self love is the path regardless of the level um, that you experience yourself, it's all the same stuff from just being kind to yourself all the way up to being the being that is your ultimate self. And um, stuff on the refrigerator is a great example of this really simple thing. It's not a gallery. It's not a museum. It's on the refrigerator. But the beaming kid is like, you know, recognized for their great uh, – accomplishment of art is on the fridge is that's a real fun little um tying it together from simple to grand yeah now i've got a question for you Uh are you like a child that as soon as you finish one masterpiece you're ready to start the next one yeah it's like gone i have to i know by the next morning it's like it, it it it's uh going to a whole other realm yeah i have to i have to be careful with that because it's uh, you know this thought of um if i filled this earth up with my art i'd be in a spaceship the next day to go to another world to fill it up with art so um yeah i uh the child thing is great i love that I mean, it's, it's funny that I, I used to say i started out as an old man and um making my way back to being a kid. That's kind of cool. Even though because if you think about it, I mean, what is better than to go backwards and, and have that innocence and trust and joy, that yeah, absolute absolutely. joy. Of, I, mean, I remember my mother told me um, 
when I was an adult, she told me that when I was a child, I used to talk to angels. And I said, how do you know they were? She said, I said, how do you know they were angels, Mama, not just imaginary playmates? She said, because of the way you looked when you talked to them. You didn't, you know, you had your imaginary playmates too, but when you were talking with angels, you had a different demeanor. And, uh, that's um, really fun that you saw that. Yeah. Well, I had an, a, a relative yeah. who wanted, but one of my older relatives wanted to have me committed to an institution because she thought oh, I was crazy because wow. I was talking wow, to wow. people she couldn't see. And my mother said, well, then you better put me in there, too, because I talk to angels as well. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think that relative came around right, too Mom. much after that. But it, it's... Um, <laughs> You know, I I wrote this in my third book that if there was ever a time that I wasn't in communication with my angels, it was my my choice to pull away. I'd get, you know, the busyness of life or the ego would stop me from talking with my angels. And in this last year since I started really working with them, they won't let me not talk to them anymore they're they're (laughs) always showing me signs of their presence to make sure that i remember where they are that's it's brilliant so how did you get started working with angels did i lose you ray Uh uh-oh Well, folks, our show might be going wonkers. Let me try something here. Oh, yep, he got disconnected. He'll be back in a minute, I'm sure. Um, but I, I, while I'm waiting for him, I'm going to read something about Ray. Um, like I said, he works with all mediums, and he even draws sculpted cartoons, which are really phenomenal. He has covered the spectrum from sublime to the seriously ridiculous. And he takes people out of their routine perception to the extraordinary. And Ray is back. Yay. Hey, good. I don't know what happened there, but forgive oh, it's me. Okay. <laughs> well, I've, I've got a message. The pause. I've got a message on this. Um, my screen, it says, blog talk radio is currently experiencing an issue with our live broadcast system. So who knows? But I'm glad you uh, called sure. back. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And it's funny. I, it, it was funny condition that happens. What I'm not sure of my investment in what I'm saying, if it's not clear to me yet, I, it's especially the phone technology will go, okay, we're just hanging up on you. That's <laughs> 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 talking. That's, that whole the interaction thing is the thing I want to talk about and see if I can find my way with it. Um, Cause of, and the, the idea of angels. Okay. Just the idea of angels is this exquisite thing. Um, regardless of, you know, their, their absolute reality and their connection to us, but just that the um, elevated thought about it is, is such an awesome thing. And then the, the chance to, to have an interaction of that nature that's, you know, deeply guided or connected to revelatory thought or, you know, really elevated experiences is fantastic. 
Um, and this, um, I mean, the, the words as above, so below, maybe the people listening are familiar with that, you know, that it's all one thing, essentially. And the angel's deep connection to source as a go-between is is such a wonderful gift to us and, and to have faith and trust in that is is so fabulous and then our the way our consciousness is developing to recognize that we are connected to source in the same way and that the angels directive or the angels help is to grant us that remembering to bring us back to that until that connection to source doesn't even require that go-between. That is very well said. I like that. And you're, you're absolutely right. I was on the seat of my pants there. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I opened my mouth going, okay, I know something good might happen. We'll see. Oh, see, I thought... I thought I was the only one in the world who did that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the coolest thing, if I could interrupt. It's like that sense of, like, just showing up and going, just a little bit of trust that the quote, the perfect thing is going to, is going to happen. And and there it is, it's the angels literally embodying us because they're coming from that state of absolute oneness connectedness and they can't help but deliver that and becoming them feels like our our that's a word i can't find you know it's like a destiny but it's also happening now and it's a gradual awareness development and a conscious um coming to know Um, well you know we mentioned motherhood and the talent of being a mother Awesome. And, you know, none of us as parents are given an instruction manual. We talk about flying by the seat of your pants. Um, <laughs> unless, you know, back in the 50s, we had the Dr. Spock book, and they, they still have books out there. But unless you have a very strong and almost scary support system, you have nobody every day to help you day to day to day with your child. Right. Yeah. But what yeah. what do mothers do except make a bridge between their child and the rest of the world, just like the angels do. Uh-huh. They make a yeah, bridge. Cool. That's for a great us, connection. You know, yeah. We we don't speak what I call light language. Most of us don't. Um or maybe I should just say I don't. Um but you know there there's a language that is more understood on a cellular level than it is on an intellectual level, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, the the yeah, language of the universe. To me. Uh-huh. Uh, because because you're, such, you're, you know, you're so connected and your art is proof of that, your geometry and, and all this, you know, there's, there's a, a, the language of music, the language of art, the language of, a simple daisy. If you look at these things, it, you don't have to have words to talk about them. And and I think as humans, we tend to want to talk, 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 
talk and, and try to make sense of it, but also to try to fill the silence. And you and I were talking before the show about how we had a really nice, quiet Christmas celebration and it was just what we needed. But the mother is that bridge for her child and the rest of the world until that child is more autonomous. And the angels are a bridge for us to the spiritual world. Oh, God, I love that, Mary. I never um, just associated those two in that fashion. I love that thought. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, cool. Thank you. A bunch of mothers. Yeah, no, so, <laughs> any, any system that we have to put pieces together. <laughs> but there's also you that motherly mother. type love, yeah, or, you know, yeah. the, the the parental connection. You know, these angels have such a strong desire to love us and teach us and nurture us and help us just like our parents do. And I mean, I'm not saying every parent is going to be that way, but right, um, yeah. the, you know, yeah. the, the majority are. But it, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, and the built in system that's, that's there regardless of their capacity is, is, is that it's just by nature. Yeah. That, I, that's a, what a wonderful connective thing and I mean our to allow ourselves to arrive connected any device is fantastic you know and if it has this is the funny thing I'll tell you this story just came to mind I um I, I don't own a dog but I really love dogs and one morning getting ready for work I'm in the shower and I was feeling you know, morning, uh, and I go to work and, and I'm, I'm having a show and I think of dogs for some reason. And it suddenly dawned on me, what, why don't I make up a dog to have? I'm going to have an imaginary dog. And um, it was brilliant because immediately had this like, just like this glistening joy in me. And I have a vivid imagination. Some people might think it's a little too vivid, but <laughs> um, this dog shows up in my mind, and it was it was brilliant. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this because it, it taught me a lesson that was extraordinary about imagination and and creating. I mean, I've I've had a, I've had a vivid imagination my whole life, and I've made art through my imagination a lot. But here, I made up this dog, and so I, I called him Sudsy because I was in the shower and there was soap and I gave him a, I, I gave him a story that when he was a puppy, we were washing him and he had soap suds all over him and he got away from us and he was running around happily shaking off bubbles. And so he's got, even has a historical background and I, I started using the dog and then the dog started, I gave it all this life. Like I imbued it with life. And eventually after just a few days or a week or so, it started showing up as a, as telling me things. And the, the way it looked to me, it's like, how you doing? So in the morning I'd stretch and stuff and I'd, I'd invite him in and he'd like lick my face and stuff. <laughs> it sounds funny. Um, but if I wasn't 
if, if I needed to know something and become aware of something, it was like Sudsy showed up to show it to me. And, it, and, and so the same, I mean, it, we have this chance to talk to people. I don't know who we're talking to today. I mean, we're talking to a lot of people or just one even, but the thought well, We do of, have a caller waiting, so I'm going to bring them in in a oh, minute. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Okay. And so this ability that we have that we have cast off to imagination, like imagination isn't real. That thought of, you know, like the little kid coming and saying, I stink at drawing, you know, and I'm five years old. How can I even, I haven't even done it enough to even consider what I could do. And that sensor and, and, but I see and know that our imaginations are a portal to connect, to connect to angels, connect to our higher selves, connect to our guides, connect to other lifetimes, whatever, to connect to other people. We can literally, um, the psychic ability, I think it has its roots in our imagining it into being. Um, And so in talking today to whoever is listening, that willingness to grant ourselves extra ability in the simplest ordinary things and choosing to give it to ourselves is such a significant act. I mean, it, Absolutely. I awesome. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, the, the simplest thing, taking a breath that's really conscious and kind is a giant act of nurturing and, 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 and self love. And then, continually practicing that until we're, we've I've allowed ourselves so much love that we're actually just being the love, no longer having to be, um, you know, aren't I a good boy <laughs> or, or woman, um, but becoming love. And it, and it, it goes through those channels of allowing our imagination, allowing our, our, Every every bit of it, actually, you know, our our vision, our hearing, our 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 ability to walk or not, you know, to its it, it turn up the volume a little bit. So, well, you know, Sudsy we says, hello. Uh, well, me. I want to know what kind of dog Sudsy is. <laughs> He's a total mutt. He's a goofball. Um, yeah, I have another dog, dog or small dog. That? Um, he's like a kind of a medium-sized dog, because um, I don't live in a big place. I can't have a big dog. <laughs> I'm kidding. He could be a monster. He could be uh, because it's losing well, my know, imagination. You you've given you've given me some food for my brain now. I'm I'm the queen of imagination. I think awesome. imagination awesome. is. I think it is the best gift that I have that I can actually share with other people because of my imagination. I can take a simple annoyance in life and turn it into a short story, or um, I can take a little, I can take a bad date and turn it into a novel. And that's what I'm actually doing. Um, But I've always wanted um, Mastiff, always. 
And oh, have you really? Wow. <laughs> I actually owned a Great Dane Mastiff mix once for a very oh, short wow, period really? of time. Wow. Oh, they were. Uh. I had a, a brother and sister pair. They were adorable. Um, but in the last 25 years, I've only had a cat. Well, the last eight, 19 years, I've had a cat. And okay. well, um, this, this cat is species. nearing the end of his life. And I was, I was uh-huh. thinking, what am I, you know, how am I going to replace this cat? What am I going to do? Um, I don't want to replace him at all. Um, no, I hear what but, you mean. You know, that, no. yeah. But this, I think I'll get me an imagination mastiff. Because the beautiful thing about <laughs> imaginary dogs is pooper scooper duty is so easy. Yeah, it really lightens up a lot of factors. Well, I told my I told my husband, uh, oh gosh, seven years ago when we moved into this house, I said, okay, now we're not renting. I want a dog. He goes, well, what kind of dog do you want? I said, I want a mastiff. He goes, well, what's that? Because he's not a dog person. And I showed him a picture. He goes, that dog as big as it looks? I said, oh, probably bigger than it looks. Yeah, probably, really. Uh, and he said, is, is that the kind of dog that drools a lot? I said, yeah, I'd be mopping a, probably a good bit. He goes, <laughs> tell you what, you get the dog, if it, if it's in our budget and we can afford it, and it's healthy and blah, 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 you can have it. But pooper scooper well, duty is kind. always yours. I will never <laughs> take that dog for a walk. I'm like, what? So now I don't have to worry about that. I can ha- I can have a mastiff while I still have my cat. <laughs> I, I just have you to come have up a... with a name for it. I don't know what it's going to be called, but uh, so. and then I have to well, decide which mastiff because there's, there's like six different mastiff breeds. I oh, think wow, our right. imagination is also a key to the angels. It's, Absolutely, yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry. If our yeah, life ahead. is only what we can touch and what we can, you know, address with our five human senses, then we would never, ever be able to communicate with loved ones on the other side. We'd never be able to communicate with angels. And we would basically be little robots, I think. I, I, I just don't understand... To me, imagination and being able to communicate with entities on the other side is part of what brings me joy. And and I've had people ask me, well, how do you how do you do this? How do you know this? I'm like, I just do. In fact, I, one of the stories in my first book is called Why Me, because I I asked, you know, why am I one of the few people in my family that has these experiences and the uh, answer yeah, came yeah. because you allow them. And if you don't Oops. allow yourself to imagine and play and oh, just do the things that you want to do in your mind first, I mean, think about this yesterday here down in, in central Florida, we had two rockets go up and they launched one of them launched uh. Um, something for the Space Coast, uh, Space Force, um, or the Air Force, I forget which it is. But then the other one uh-huh. launched uh, just regular satellites for the 
the communication satellites. Anyway, okay. I mean, they, this happened within less than three hours of each other. We had two uh-huh. rockets go up. Now, how could we do that? How could we have put men and women into the the space station and on the moon and whatnot if didn't have an imagination? You I, have to yeah. imagine it before you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I am imagining my bank account getting bigger and bigger every there year. You go to pay for your your pack of mastiffs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. That, I, absolutely. I it, that that choice part. You know, you, you, like every everything we're speaking of, you can reduce it down to a, a, a point of choice. You know, deciding that imagination is is valuable, or, or deciding you want to seek out connection that would be angelic, or or your higher self, and and that um that recognition that it it comes down to uh, just a choice. Which which is so wonderful that even to, can, most people, oh, I don't even want to put it in that frame. But the the idea of that our choices are limited, and you know that's what we've been taught and conditioned to believe, and that the chance to even make tiny new choices that have an allowance of a greater result of a of a more wondrous imagined. Um, result or just state, and that—that's the thing in in the work that I've done as an artist to use that. It, it it's always pointing in that direction. But, but something that um, came up a bunch of years ago. I one of the things about making art for so long and, and literally staring at stuff, and you know trying to get the color just right and to create a composition that is um, exciting or, you know, all the elements of making art, it made my vision come alive, like literally my physical vision. I, I see so much that sometimes it's like too much, too much. You know, after painting for 10 hours, I I go outside and it's almost like the, it's so amplified that um it's it's beautiful. I see the depth, the color, the shadows, all elements of vision, like so um, magnified. And it occurred to me, and and here's this point of wanting to offer that choice place for people. That you know, again, back to that thing of an artist, or they have something that I don't have, and you know, people think that, and it's their talent, and they had to be born with it. And, and they do this thing that I can't do. And, um, and, and people divide themselves from that. You know, I'm <laughs> getting overexcited. I'm losing the, the, the um, sequence of thoughts here. Um, but it occurred to me, if people could see the way an artist sees, that's plenty of doing and that incorporates them as the artist and they don't even have to have the hand-eye coordination or the skill or the knowledge of how paint works or whatever but to see through their eyes 
that way. And so I started, I created a workshop that I did a, a bunch of times. I haven't done it in a while, but I, I'm, it's not about that. It's, it, it's going back to that place of choice. It was, you know, most people, if they're not blind, and even if they are blind, they still have that imaginary eye inside, um, are using their vision in, uh, in just a, a rudimentary kind of way. You know, they're identifying things. They're not, you know, crashing into things with their car, you know, bumping into walls. They're, you know, they're saying, I, I, I want that. I'm doing this. I'm walking over here. Um, but for the most part, they're not seeing the light, how light affects things or the way shadows create depth or, you know, the incredible things that our vision does. And you can, just by a little finagling, and this joke with my girlfriend about finagling, he's a guy who finagles stuff and alters your vision to a new choice of seeing so much more than you realize just by paying attention to it. And so well, all that being what said. That's your art a, did to me, Ray. Oh, that's, when I, that's awesome. I mean, that's the desired effect. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I started, I, 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 I couldn't, this would, if, if you had an art gallery and I was standing in front of your artwork, I would probably stand for half an hour just looking at one because you've got so many details but it would be so hard to pull away and go to the next one but I'd I'd be like I know me and and when I'm in an art gallery or a museum I want to see it all at once I want to just stand there and turn around in a circle and check it all out but then I want to go back Uh and savor Uh them I, I was at the, the Dolly Museum on the other coast of Florida many years ago. Oh, wow. And uh-huh. I, I actually did that. I was like, oh, let's go check it all out. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to find this one again. And there was just this one amazing image that he had drawn or painted. It's huge. I think it's called Lady in Blue. I don't remember. But, oh, my God. I could have just stayed there and stayed there. And it was a lot. Your reminds me a little bit of that not the dollyism but the detail and the the so there's so many layers to your work and that's why i know the angels are involved in it because you can see them you can see the angelic stroke of of um, just softness yeah, that's awesome, Mary. Thank you for that attention to that. I mean, it wants to give that experience to people. That's certainly my intention. And even as we talk, I mean, I always want people to discover that in themselves, you know, that just attention that is filled with delight, you know, and I, it's really fun to think and talk about angelic offering intercession guidance companionship um and that that's genuinely absolutely available and comes in ways that don't have to be some grand thing you know it's it's so much fun to hear about your mom witnessing you talking to the angels and how you had a different 
uh, attention and, and look and, and yeah. then the, and the voices that you heard but uh, that thought of angels showing up in in literally everything and 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 maybe even you know it the thought of taking away the word for a moment because again it's, it it could be registered in the same way of the you know that connection to art you know i'm not talented enough to do it or you know angels seem too otherworldly or too grand you know why would i have a connection to angels but they can show up in 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 everything they're literally connected to everything and and that recognition in the choice place of i am everything and and therefore the angels are me and so now i look out of my eyes with angelic perception of like um the gift of the grace that is love beyond the romance of love, but the absolute integral, complete um, oneness that's love. And that is in anything, you know, in one square yard of dirt in the yard. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's filled with angels, yeah. Ray, I am going to ask you if you would like to come back and continue this conversation another time. Oh, I would love to, Mary. I'd love to. Because Thank you. I think you you and I could stay on the on the line together for hours and talk about this, but we don't yeah, have that kind of time. Absolutely. And I, I want to bring in our other caller and see if they had a question or a comment. Um, see great. who it is. Sounds and, great. And we're, okay. we're winding out of time here. So let me do that. Gotcha. Okay. And I will reach out to you after the new year. We'll schedule another time to have you back on the show. Awesome. Cool. Hello Let's there. Let's talk to whoever it is. Okay. Hello, caller. All right. Have you muted your phone? Maybe they don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Just people want to will call closer. in. Sometimes people call in just to listen instead of listening to it on their computer or, um, you know, on their Spotify or whatever. But um, if the caller is there, I would be happy to listen. And um, otherwise, we'll just, we've got about eight minutes left. And, um, but you're, you're absolutely right. We can find angels in everything and that was what my second little book was about it was for children and it was just how do you know if an angel is near and i talked about all these little symbols i mean i remember finding a a feather in my yard and i posted it on facebook one day and i said it looks like an angel flew by because it was in a very unusual place in my yard well I choose to believe it was an angel. My imagination tells me it was an angel. Uh, Reality yeah. and and my brother um, told me it was probably a hawk. And I do know that a hawk... <laughs> like a reality and my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, my, my, my brother's very um, realistic. And right, it, gotcha. did, it did look like it could have been a hawk feather or it could have been a, an owl. We have a lot of those around here. And um, it was in a corner by the fireplace outside. And we've seen 
hawks on the chimney. They like that vantage point. And uh-huh. um, so in reality, it probably was the hawk who lost the wing feather or whatever. And yeah. um, But still, it made me happy to think that maybe it was an angel that flew by. And I, I see little white feathers in our yards a lot, which is not uncommon. Uh-huh. We have a lot of white shorebirds and whatnot. But uh-huh. I don't look yeah. at it and go, oh, a bird lost a feather. I say, oh, look, an angel came by. And I think to do that is a way to acknowledge the angels. And I think the more we acknowledge them, the more they will be present in our lives. I'll tell you a quick little story about my my old cat again. He was not doing well a couple of weeks ago, just really miserable and so I picked him up and I was holding him on my shoulder and he, he actually acted like he was going to breathe his last breath. He was just so out of it. So I started praying to four particular angels that I know could help him. Archangel Raphael and Haniel are healing angels. They can actually t- heal you with a touch. And then there's Archangel Ariel and Aurora who are very t- very close to the animal world. So I knew they would be helpful. Then I also reached out to Archangel Azriel. He's the angel of death. And not that he brings death, but he's the angel that escorts us when we're transitioning. Because think about it. We spend ever how many years we spend on life. Um, oh, I think I lost Ray. I did. I lost Ray, but I got two other callers. Let me see if they want to answer. There, I got him back. Ray, you keep bouncing uh, in and out. I but anyway, bounced out like, and I, I came back. <laughs> my my um, quick point about the cat was when I asked these angels to help him transition over, he started looking around alertly like, What's going on up there on the ceiling? So I looked up and I said, well, I don't see anybody, but I know you must be here because my cat is suddenly awake and alert. We just got another call. That's in. awesome. Um, did you want to have a, did you have a question, caller, 850 area code? Yes, I would just love any uh, spiritual messages that spirit wants me to know. Well, um what is your name? Uh, Michelle. Michelle. Um, uh-huh. we're, we're actually not doing readings today per se, but I will tell you this. when As soon as you asked me that, I thought, you are love and you are loved. And that was the, the message that came to me. Um, but uh, we've been talking with Ray McDaniel, an artist who incorporates an angels in his work, and he works with the angels. Um, we're about out of time. and I, I know. To... I called at the end of the show. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Now, I will tell you, if you call back on the 19th of January, Karen Eberly will be here, and she'll be doing angel card readings for sure. Okay. Um, 
but you're, awesome. you know, you're more than welcome to listen and talk with us at any time. I would love for everybody who's listening to go visit raymcdaniel.com, and that's M-C, not M-A-C, so it's R-A-Y-M-C-D-A-N-I-E-L.com. Check out his work, and definitely tune in next year because Ray will be coming back on this show. We'll be talking more. Um, we've just been talking about how the angels are everywhere and how we can, you know, we can talk to them and work with them and how important imagination is and how much fun art is on any level. And it doesn't matter if, you know, you might think, oh, I'm not good at my art. You are, you're exactly where you need to be. And, um, we talked about how even Michelangelo had to start somewhere. <laughs> That's great. So, Ray, I know we probably didn't get to touch on half of what you wanted to talk about today. But oh, no, would... but we talked to, to the direct point where we get that chance to look and, and discover that we know just by looking. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and that's, I'm I'm psyched to talk more, Mary. It's great. Oh, Thank you. I, I'm I'm excited to have you back, and I will definitely check my calendar, and I'll find some time for you, and um, I might even get Josh to join us on the same show. That would be kind of fun. Oh, that's your Josh is he is a beauty. He he has such an absolute deep, genuine, caring, open heart he's great he's 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 like an old warrior friend of mine it's it's such a joy to have he's got such a beautiful story yeah yeah he's got such an amazing story and i i just i feel so honored that i've had the opportunity to speak with him at all and um i've already told him i want him to come back next year too oh cool um, uh, any last words Jay, before we go? Um, <clears throat> sorry. The, here, one more, the, the recognition, I love that word, it's recognize, rethink our association to ourself as love, as, as connected um Michelle called asking for guidance and what the what the spirits want to say to her today and the thought that 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 question is answered at the very edge of what she's looking for in the place that suggests that it's not available and that it's outside of her is the very place to touch with with gentleness, with kindness, and, and very intentional healing that says, I have that capacity, or beyond yes. that, I am that. Yeah. And, you know, and receive the, the nurturing so of that. Right? Receive the, what's that? That's such an apt oh. thing for you to say. I mean, it's so appropriate. Um, for years, I have denied, I've denied that aspect of myself. And people have told me, you're psychic. And I'm like, no, I'm not. 
And it's not that I'm not psychic. It's a matter of choice, whether I choose to embrace that part of myself or not. And uh, for the longest time, I would say, well, I know a psychic friend of mine. She has all these messages, but I'm, I'm not psychic at all. And the same friend was like, uh, Mary, you are. And <laughs> I, I've come to understand, just like we talked about art and, and talent and gifts, we have different um, ways of using it. Yeah. I, I know yeah. that I'm clear cognizant. Talk about cognizant. Um, I know stuff. I've always known stuff. And when Michelle asked, did, she, did, you know, did we have a message? And I, my first thought was, oh, we're not doing that today. But immediately, as soon as I had that thought, I thought, no, tell her that you are love and you are loved. I mean, I love what, that. A, what better message? Ah, she's still with us. Yeah. yeah she, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, Michelle. That's fun. <laughs> Seriously, what better message could you ask for starting the new year off than to be not only loved, but to just be love? And that's, as I, a kid growing up in a Catholic church, I was taught that God is love. And so for the angels to tell me to tell Michelle, you are love. And, and Ray and I talked about that. And I would encourage you, Michelle, anybody, to go back to the beginning of this show and listen to it again, because we talked about that very thing, about how God is and we are. And yes, you know, um, I know my mother-in-law is going to be knocking at my front door any minutes. I really have to go, and I don't want to say goodbye. Oh, yeah. oh that's great, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, this is such a good show and so much fun. Um, Definitely, everybody tune in soon next year. We're going to be having Ray come back. We're going to be bringing in Josh Red one, too. And um, I guess we'll figure it out. But um, for now, I'm just going to say Happy New Year, everybody. And just go with angels everywhere you go. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mary. All right. <laughs> so, Off we well, go. Fluttering along. I, I just feel I feel so much love in my heart right now. It's about to burst. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to Mary at BeUnique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.